Oh, I'm thinking that this may be a quick one. It's actually fitting that I'm talking about focus this week because I think my focus has been off lately. You ever have that? Now, I do believe in the idea of um, energy waves. So you have your high times and you have your low times. And I do think it's a bit of a trap is during your low energy times can happen certain point of the month depending on what's going on in the world and moon cycles or whatever but that we get caught up in those low times thinking that that's how it's going to be forever and ever from that point forward for that reason i think you get trapped and you hold on to that low energy when you just need to realize okay this is what's happening now and my energy is going to raise up later and everything's going to be okay what's the saying this too shall pass so that's what i'm thinking right now so i don't know you know how far this is going to go i'm going to start down this road we'll see where it takes us but the subject of this week is extremely powerful just like the title says and I mean it. I'm not just using that as a marketing ploy. It's powerful because we've lost it over the years, especially with technology. I mean, if you go back to a time before television, before the internet, the focus was much higher. The attention spans were much higher. So that, you know, you could go to a place that would be considered boring today, like the park. You go to the park, you go to the beach, and you don't need a book. You just sit there, you enjoy the beauty of it. You're fully in the moment, you're relaxed. Everything's good with the world. But we've lost that over the years. And in my mind, I know it's not the only thing, but in my mind, I do blame technology. I think we've gotten way too many distractions with technology and there's nothing wrong with it i mean you know social media can be fun youtube tiktok it can be fun but you have to have a certain control about it it's the same thing with any quote-unquote addiction if you get too deep in it if it becomes the only excitement that you're going to have then you become addicted to it there's a dopamine factor in watching those TikTok videos because of the shock and the surprise, you know, what's going to happen next, what I'm going to see next, and it moves so fast. Well, I don't know the average length of a TikTok video. I'm not on there, but if you, if you, I assume it's like a minute, two minutes, three minutes at the most. So you really don't have a time to focus on anything, to dive deep, to feel, you know, the energy of the person who's presenting, who's creating. And, you know, a lot of those videos aren't even, I don't think you can classify them as creation, more like they're piggybacking off of other people's creations. I'm, I'm speaking mostly of the people who lip sync other folks' songs. So you get caught up in that. There's that dopamine from the surprise of what happens next. And it truly is an addiction. And people say, oh, you know what? It's okay. I mean, this addiction is totally fine because this addiction is not like drugs or alcohol where it's going to affect your body and eventually break you down but i would say okay yeah you're right it's not you know a death defying addiction 
but it's still an addiction that can cause you problems over time. Because having that, you know, low attention span, having that lack of focus for life leads to different type of mental disorders. It can lead to physical disorders. What was that uh, TikTok tick that people were getting? Because I guess things were just moving too quickly. Now, if you see uh, somebody who has ADHD, if they're in one of their moments, I, I remember there was a story that was told to me that somebody had a child that was using Ritalin. And when they took him off Ritalin, the reaction to that was almost like a, a mental breakdown. Like they couldn't stop moving. They couldn't stop looking around. They were shaking. And this is just this. It goes along with that idea of focus. Because I, I don't I don't think there was anything that was in the way of sickness that that Ritalin was needed for. I think it was just overwhelming the amount of information that was coming towards them. And I think having that low attention span, you, you react poorly to things that are coming towards you. You, you can't take the time to focus on it and to say, okay, I'm going to wait this out. I'm going to see what's happening. You just have to react to it immediately. And I think having a low attention span creates that problem. The other side of it as well is low attention span creates the problem of learning. Because if you're trying to learn something, if you're reading a book, for example, and I've experienced in this in the past as well, is that you lose your place on the page. So you can read one, two, three paragraphs, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute, I was thinking about something else, and I don't even know what I read. So you could go through an entire book thinking that you read the book, but then you won't remember anything from it. And that's a bit of a tragedy because you actually spent the time to read the book, to try and learn what that author was, was telling you or you know, dive into a different world that that author created, and you never got the value of that because you couldn't focus on it. And you could be saying, oh, I don't have ADHD. I don't have these issues. Well, you might. Most people do. If you're, if you're into the social medias, if you're watching those quick videos on TikTok, you know, try a focus exercise sometime. Try reading a book where all you do is focus on the words on the page and the images that they're creating in your mind for pages and pages and see how long it lasts before your mind then wanders. You know, it's a good test. And as I say, uh, meditation is the cure to this and I know a lot of people just the thought of sitting in silence and not thinking about anything for a long period of time it, it causes pain for them I understand that pain I remember that pain but if you do it if you get used to it like with anything over time it becomes easier and I'm going to tell you on the other end of that there's an amazing calm and within that calm, there's an amazing bliss. And within all of that, there's an amazing foundation for life. So that no matter what comes your way, if you have that strong foundation that you can return back to of silence and meditation, then this is, this is a power for you. Because you'll always know that it's there. And then all the stresses and problems that come towards you in life aren't going to be as stressful as they were before. So that's, I mean, that's the overall problem with the low attention spans is that I think it creates chaos in your life. 
you know, the best way in my mind to phrase this is it's just like, you know, you don't know how to react. And if you do react, you don't feel you have the power to solve that problem. So it's better just to shut yourself off to, uh, you know, instead cover it with with drugs and alcohol or with distractions, you know, anything but facing life straight on. So I do see like the world, uh, the uh, I think there's a rise in folks who have just kind of given up. And I think this is one of the reasons why is because of all the problems coming towards them. And it's not even to say on the other side, this is away from the topic. But when you're watching social media, it's mostly problems. It's like the new version of the the uh, the TV news where you watch TV news. It's like everything's violence and death and suffering. So if you're always on social media, it's going to create that in your life because very rare is it, you know, positive and the pause there's there's a lot of positive content out there but you have to seek it out and most people they'd rather seek out the problems there's some kind of strange uh reaction to the dramatic that people enjoy i understand that completely so life becomes dull as we have more entertainment more videos more distraction because you're not focusing on life itself and for me saying that, you know, the um, going to the beach and enjoying the sound of the waves for an hour straight, uh, you're going to say, oh, that's boring. And it's, it's uh, you know, it's not a good use of my time. But I mean, there really is a bliss to it. If you can focus on it without any thought behind it, and in like for the full hour, it's just you and those waves, that meditative experience, it, it's amazing. The, the feeling behind that is absolutely amazing. I would highly recommend trying to get to that level because then you realize that you don't need anything else but that. And that's, you know, the spice of life, so to speak. So with this addiction to social media and to entertainment, you're always seeking the next big thing to feel something. And sometimes it's not there the day feels like it's been wasted. You're going to have low energy. You're, you're going to, you know, have trouble moving on to the next thing. Or it's going to distract you from the more important parts of your life. Like if you're trying to build your career, for example. You're trying to build uh, your passion in life. But that you've got this addiction to entertainment. You're always going to be pulled in that direction. Away from the things that are going to, you know, bring you peace. And bring you happiness in the future. So that's um, another thought to it. Because, yeah, like as I mentioned, if, you're, if you have that calm underneath where your mind is just focused on one thing at a time and no matter how quote-unquote boring it might be, you still have that natural bliss of life that's underlining it. There's this buzz. There's this energy at the very bottom that is always there for you to, to you to have it if you can focus in on it and feel it. It's the natural energy of reality that is keeping you alive right at this moment. It's what makes you up. It was what makes up all of reality around us. So if you can focus in on that vibrating energy, there's a real bliss to that, a real power to it. Because as I mentioned, that's your foundation. You can always come back to it no matter how hard the world gets. 
Now with focus, this is our superpower. The, the, if you put focus on something, you're giving energy to it because we're all made up of the same stuff. So I do believe there's the idea, let me free say it, not, not so much believe, but I do, there's, there's, there's something to this that I need to meditate on. Is focus truly what life is all about? Because if we're all made up of the same energy, we're all made up of the same vibrating atoms, just at different frequencies. If I can take that energy and focus it on something, an object, a person, a plant, an animal, whatever, is this all that life really is? Think about that. Because if you, if you go into, if you dive into some of these spiritual teachers, you dive into, um, I think, what they're doing with quantum physics in science. Uh, and I, I hope I'm not butchering it, but there's that whole experiment that they did where they had, um, I believe, uh, atoms. And that if you didn't focus on them, I, I don't know, I think they tested it using cameras or something, but... If you didn't focus on them, they didn't react. But when you put your your human living focus on them, that's when they reacted. And I think there's something to that. So whatever you put your focus on tends to manifest it. This is going back to that whole law of attraction. I, I do think there is something to it. I don't think it's as aggrandized as what the secret will tell you. But I do think there's something to deep focus. So if you put all of your focus on good, then you have good because you're, you're adding energy to it. You're building it up. If you put all your focus on bad, then you experience bad. So people who have chaotic lives, usually they're the same type of person who's going to gossip with others, who's going to be dramatic, who's going to always invite drama into their life, and who's going to be confrontational with everybody around them. Because I believe that all that chaotic energy that they're bringing into their life then surrounds them. You know, I've had it. I've had times where I've been in low energy or even before I started, you know, really diving into these teachings and doing meditation regularly where I've lost my cool in situations. Like, you know, if somebody cuts you off on the road and they get a little bit too close to your bumper, you're thinking, oh, they could have hurt me. And you get angry at that. That That's a natural feeling. So having that anger set out, and I feel anger inside me, not just necessarily to the person who caused it or created that situation, but just in general, I felt like an angry person. You know, it just, it just surrounded me. I was still nice to my loved ones, but there was that anger that underlined everything. And I realized when I felt it at its highest, I invited other anger towards me. It was almost magical in a way. It's kind of strange, right? So I felt that anger very deeply. And I realized that, you know, I would have people confronting me for no reason at all. I, I, would, I, would, I would just have people coming to me to gossip and to, to say dramatic things. And I think maybe I just, they saw it in my eyes. They saw it in my body language. They felt it in my energy. So just by feeling it and not even voicing how I felt, I drew it towards me. So I do believe that's the same thing with fear. So fear and anger, they're both lower energies that are going to draw bad things towards you. 
negative things. So this is what leads to suffering. So fear is going to provide fear energy. For example, if I truly fear a sickness, so I think, oh, I'm going to get this sickness and I'm so scared what's going to happen if I do. And every single day I thought about that and I pictured myself, oh, it's going to be so terrible. I'm going to be in the hospital and it's going to hurt so much and my loved ones are going to feel sorry for me. They're going to, it's all just going to be very bad. And I, every single day I just I have that fear. It's been ingrained in my life. It's become a habit. It's, it's cycling through my head like a habit. Then I think you call on it. I think you, you create the scenarios in your life that are going to cause it. It's, 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 it's subconscious, but it does occur. And I think a lot of us, we are set in that mindset of anger and fear that it might not just be worrying about a sickness, but worrying about politics, worrying about climate change, worrying about you know anything else comes down the line. And by drawing your energy towards it, I, you know, I, I just, I do, I do think there's a, uh, there's something to that where you're pushing it forward, that you're creating it to be more powerful than it needs to be. Not to say that any of that stuff exists. I, I believe that, you know, a lot of it is in reality right now, but by fearing it, you're not helping anyone. It's going to lead to suffering. As for the opposite side, we have hope. We have the seeking of happiness in our life. So by giving energy over to hope instead, I think that's more better for everybody in general because hope clears up the mind then can tr change you into somebody who can actually assist, who can actually help, who can actually fix who can actually change. You know, all these things can only occur if you can clear out all the stuff that's not helping you at all. So if I can hope just in my own personal life for a good future, then I'm going to start working towards that because I put the energy into it. I put the focus into it. If I'm going to, you know, hope for a better future overall when it comes to, you know, climate change, for example, then I'm going to be the guy who, you know, recycles. I'm going to be the, the guy who, you know, tries to cut down the waste that I, that I make in my life because I'm hopeful for a better future. But if I fear it, then I'm like, okay, this is just going to happen anyway. So what's the point? You know, fear leads, I think, to giving up. Hope leads to, you know, trying harder and having that focus for a better future. So hope is the better energy. And I think that also in your life, creates this calm and this bliss that makes life better for you. So hope's the better way to go. Now, a lot of people might say in this, and this is very important to me, is they might say that, well, I don't want to hope, that I don't want to keep hope because I'm afraid it's going to fail. So if I hope for something so hard and I think about it every day, and when it fails, it's going to hurt more. And I think everybody has this, this, this feeling. So there's another piece to hope that I think makes it even better, and that's hope free of attachment. So you can hope for something to occur, but you can be okay if it doesn't, because you're not attached to that. It doesn't matter if that happens, 
Now, there's a good chance it will. There's a good chance if you put a lot of focus into something that's achievable by you alone, because you're the only person that you can control, you can't control other people's actions. So something in your life, for example, where you're trying to master a skill, then I think hope is really great because if it gives you that focus to master it, I think eventually you'll succeed. You know, one, two, three, ten years down the road, you really put that hope into it and that focus into it, you will succeed. But I mean, not everything is just on you and not everything that you hope for is going to occur. So for that reason, you, you, you have to cut the attachment out of it. You can't say, okay, well, this is what I want to happen, but if it doesn't, well, I'm sure whatever else happens is going to be good as well. And if you have that underlying um, energy that I mentioned before, that, that bliss and joy of life, that foundation, you know you could always fall back on that and everything's okay. Now, the one final thing I'll mention when it comes to focus is the idea of healing. I've talked about this before. It's it's very powerful too, is that if you have a sickness inside of your body, even if it's just like the common cold or anything, anything at all, if you don't have inflammation, if you follow a good diet, uh, you feel loose, you tend to be able to feel your body on a deeper level, you can usually pinpoint where the disturbances are in your body. So like for me, for example, if I'm getting a cold, I usually feel it in my throat first and I'll feel that, uh, that tickle in my throat. I'll feel like a, a bit of pain maybe, but there's this vibrating disturbance that exists there. And I think the focus energy can calm it, can balance that disturbance. Cause that's all sickness and pain really are. They're disturbances in your body. So if you put your focus on it, for a long period of time, you know, sit in a chair, try and do a meditation, have some nice slow music going in the background to keep you calm. And then just focus on it and just repeat the word in your head, heal, something like that. It's getting better. And then feel that energy just kind of settle itself. You can, you can picture it leaving your body. You can picture like a uh, fast vibration slowing down, whatever works for you. But if you focus your energy on that disturbance, the funny thing is you'll feel that it either calms itself down or it completely disappears. And if you have a deep level of focus and you do it many times over a few days, it's amazing the amount of natural healing that goes on in your body. Because of this technique, I haven't had a cold in, it's got to be a couple years now. You know, it's just I, I was able to, to, to stave that away, to push it away, to focus it away. And the, the, the times before that, that I got sick, uh, usually it came on while I was sleeping so that I didn't have the focus. I wasn't awake, so I couldn't, you know, focus on it and try and heal it. It just kind of snuck in. But that's rare for me. So usually I can feel it coming or if I know that I was around somebody else was sick and I feel it in my in my throat, like if it's a cold that I can focus and kind of heal it. And I don't take anything. I don't take any medications at all. I just try and naturally heal that disturbance. And it works very well for me. So that's, you know, if, if you can get your focus to me a little more deeper, and on the other hand as well, you got to have a, a decent diet. Because if your malnutrition uh, is, is 
a big part of your life, then it creates inflammation in the body. You know, like if you're if you're very tight and you get aches and pains, that's inflammation. And that inflammation takes the focus away from other parts. So if sickness comes in, chances are you won't even know it's there. So I got a, a couple quotes here before I take off. Uh, the first one is by a fellow you might have heard of. His name is Mark Twain. Quote, you can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. You can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. I think this is related. I know Mark Twain was not much of a spiritualist, probably not a Buddhist or anything like that, but I think it's related in the sense that if you're looking at something in reality, but your brain is somewhere else, then you might attribute the, say, if it's you're thinking of fearful things, you're going to attribute that fear on everything that's in front of you, everything that you're looking at with your eyes. So I see it as in the imagination is if you can't see reality for what it is and your your imagination is out of control, then you can't depend on what you're looking at. But that's my thought on it. I mean, he might, he, he's, a, he's a fiction writer, so he might have meant it in the, the sense that if your imagination is, is lacking, that, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to see life in the same way as people with a good imagination. But I think imagination does come with focus, too. So if you're, not, if you're not relying on outside entertainment to constantly entertain you, your imagination is much stronger because in those this silent moments, like if you're, if you're meditating, you get to a certain level where you're deeply focused, then you might actually start to see images play on your head. This is, this, is, uh, this is part of the imagination. Some people think it's a, an energy connection to other realities. I, I, don't, I don't go that far. I think that's kind of uh, maybe that's a little bit of a, a two of a deep thought for me. So I, I step back from it. But I think here is this like the idea is that you want to see reality for what it is. You need to have that deep focus because if you're if your mind is out of control, then you're not going to see it for what it is. But that's just what I think. Uh, the second one here, the second quote is by a man named Dennis Waitley. Quote. Don't dwell on what went wrong. Instead, focus on what to do next. Spend your energies on moving forward towards finding the answer. Don't dwell on what went wrong. Instead, focus on what to do next. Spend your energies on moving forward towards finding the answer. This, I think, comes towards the fear energy. I don't know. Now that I read it, I'm not sure it's really related to what we were talking about. But I do. I mean, it's got focus right in the title. So why not? But if you have fear energy constantly pointed towards something, then I think you're not going to be able to find the answer because you'd be too focused on all the ways it can go wrong. So if you don't dwell on what went wrong, you accept the failure for what it is a lesson and then you move on. There's a lot of power in that. So because a lot of us, we get focused in on the past, 
we're constantly thinking all the mistakes that we made in the past and it, it embarrasses us. We feel shame. And by feeling shame, you're focusing energy on the gut, which is one of the lower energy centers, which is where the, the anger comes from as well, where the fear comes from as well. And if you're focused in on that, then you're not going to really be able to allow the answers to come for the next step. So I think one of the best teachings in the world, I think it came from um, you know, business owners, from corporations, is that you need to accept your failures. That if you're not failing in life, you're not growing. That's a very, very powerful teaching. Because a lot of us, when they fa we fail, we feel embarrassed. We don't want people to look at us. We don't want people to talk to us. We're like, oh, we're not worthy of living this life because we constantly fail. But then there's other people who are very successful in this world who see failure as basically just lessons. In fact, a lot of them would rather forget about college, forget about, you know, schools and learning and just go out and just fail. They see failure. And if they have failure, they're happy for it. They see it as something good. If you can change your mindset to that, I think there's, there's a lot of power in it. So in this sense, related to the topic of this episode, it's good to kind of just focus forward instead of focusing back. Forget about the failure. Just accept it as a learning experience. Be grateful that it occurred because now you are a more powerful person. And having that mind to focus on what's next is great. And even if you have the failure, the original thought of having that foundation in life of being able to go back to that bliss and joy that life just naturally offers it's not going to matter if you fail. Because even if the worst case scenario happens, like if we fail in a really massive way, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, you're going you're gonna, to uh, lose your job. You're going to be alone. You know, you know you're not going to, uh, people are going to hate you for whatever reason. You're still alive. You still have yourself. You know, you can still go back to that foundation and become a spiritual person. But we're never really fully alone. I mean, there's always support groups. There's always people out there who want to help. And you, you find that and you go towards it. But I do find that if you, if you get yourself to a point of being able to find life's natural bliss, that disturbances in your life is rare. Because if you're focused on that type of positive calm energy when it comes down to it you're balanced so that you're not going to you know invite in that disturbing energy that drama and that that fear and that anger and for that reason you know when you fail it's going to be a healthy failure and healthy failures are even better than regular failures anyway that's it everyone i hope you're enjoying this podcast as i always say very simple way to support me. Just shoot me a review. Apple, Spotify, however you listen, just, just let us know what you think. I'm always wanting to learn. And if I failed during this episode, I'm going to learn from it and be very positive about that. <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone. And I'll talk to you next week.